Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Tyler Lockett, what did you know about Geno Smith in this offense that the rest of the league has learned? Going to throw deep. Got a man in the corner. It is Lockett. Touchdown, Seahawks. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We knew what Geno could do. I mean, you know, it was mostly a lot of people on the outside who didn't know what Geno could be able to do. Earlier on the show, host of the Greenlight Podcast, Chris Long. Coming up. Author of the new book, Uphill, a memoir, Jamel Hill. Plus your phone calls, Overreaction Monday, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Can confirm. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show here on the Roku Channel. Channel 210, this Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and the podcast version of the show. We always appreciate people who say... They listen to us on our podcast. We uh, would appreciate you going to the old RSS feed, hitting subscribe, the RSS feed. Pardon me, subscribe. Um, and uh, YouTube page, you can also follow us there. We greatly appreciate it. Closing in on 480,000 followers right now. Yeah. Uh, as we're very excited about that. There's the uh, the Rich Eisen Show collection video on demand service as part of our partnership with the Roku channel. Sounds fancy. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> You're part of the collection, sir. How about that, man? Cowboys are collecting wins. The Rich Eisen Show is collecting hey, video yeah. on demand Start viewers. Drinking my pinky out. Look at you, you know, sir. Collection. Yes. Yeah. TJ Jefferson, Chris Brockman, and Mike Del Tufo oh. all part of this show here on Halloween. Oh, I've got my top five scariest storylines coming out of week eight. Nice. Well done. You like that? Jamel Hell will be here in hour number three. She's got her uh, memoir right here called Uphill. So uh, she's uh, one of my favorites. She's going to be joining us here in hour number three on this program. Uh, another one of my favorites, and you guys are, just so you understand that. Oh, I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> you are not wondering. <laughs> We've been here the longest. We just I mean, don't know. You've got staying power. Yeah. Kind of like uh, whatever's on the, your upper lip right now, Chris. <laughs> I don't know uh, how jo- long I'm going to take this. Joining us on the Rich Eisen Show uh, in, our regular, in his regular Monday spot, he's got a great, fun podcast called Greenlight Podcast. He's a two-time Super Bowl champ with lots to say on the NFL. Joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is Chris Long. Once again, how are you doing, Christopher? What's up, Rich? How are you? Well, I'll tell you what's up. I mean, because, again, you run your operation there, right? Greenlight Podcast. You've got some of your guys. And I'm just wondering how you would handle this if one of your guys just showed up for work one day wearing a mustache when he's never done it before. Uh, how would you do, How would you handle that, Chris? Because that's happened to me today. Oh, I, I give him a hug, man. I give him a hug. That's great, man. That's great. Okay. That guy's confident. You want him on your team. 
Okay, Chris. Uh, thank you, thank you, Chris. Chris Brockman just got the mustache checkmark. Oh, Brockman, yeah, it is Brockman. Well, I got some Magnum PI vibes going today. I got the Hawaiian shirt, so I went mustache to match. Well, listen, man. If you look anything like uh, Mr. Selleck, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't. Well, I don't have any hair. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. No Ferrari. Okay. Josh Allen had a mustache. I Chris, think I saw that last. There time. you go. We're back. There. You- <laughs> We're- we're back. I thought like it would look. You look like Andy Reid on a bad vacation uh, week. <laughs> to be honest with you, like the Andy Reid is on White Lotus. You know, like Ooh, season, season two. You know, I just don't nice, know. Nice. That's honestly what I thought he was going White for. Lotus Andy for, Reed. I'll, I'll take White that. Lotus Andy Reid. White Lotus Andy Reid. Put that down for a good fantasy. Good fantasy team name. Uh, all right. Um, the the story for me coming out of week number eight Sunday is Christian McCaffrey looking the way that he did just one full practice weekend for, for San Francisco. Uh, Would you give me pushback on that? Am I missing something else? What do you got for me there? No, he was great. And, and the Niners like pay attention this week. People are probably already doing it, but people are going to be on the Niners bandwagon now um, because they look more complete and they're missing a lot of guys. Like, think about this. First off, kind of a back-against-the-wall game. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between 3-5 and five and 4-4? Four and four? It's one game, but sounds a lot different. It feels a lot different going into your bye. They're going to get Kinlaw back at some point here. Um, they're going to get Armstead back. They're going to get Jennings back off the bye. They're going to get Samuel back. They just got Trent Williams back. I like to judge a team off what they're going to look like in December. And um, This is a scary team, man. And Christian, right away makes a big difference. Like they're down seven nothing. They they got a third and seven. You know, the, the Rams kind of jumped them at home, quote unquote at home, because it was mostly Niners fans there, but like they, they get a third and seven where he breaks two tackles, Christian does. And that extends the drive so he can throw that ball. Um, you know, that everybody's making a big deal about. It's another wrinkle in their offense. And honestly, I don't want to go as far as saying like offense is going to go this way, but just having that on tape where you got a guy that you can throw a swing pass to, it's got to be a lateral, technically, uh, and he can deliver that football, that adds a, a, another not insignificant wrinkle to that offense. If I'm a second-level defender, I would put that on tape every couple weeks, right? Um, this guy adds a lot, not, not just in the pass game, the run game, but your gadgets, that sort of thing. So uh, I was excited. And for D'Amico Ryans, man – you know, last week, a lot of people said, because they blew some coverages and Mahomes looked great, surprise. You know, he's not a head coach, whatever. Um, there was some hype after Rule got fired. So much for him as a head coach. Um, they go to the half, they're down. The Rams get 61 yards in the second half. They mixed up their personnel a little bit better. And uh, they shut him down. So that was a big game for not just the Niners, but for D'Amico. And, you know, and I know that, you know, I might be jumping on, as you said, the Niners uh, in that respect, but um, especially when there is still a a remaining undefeated team in the NFL that came off its bye and known for its running game, went up top three times from Hurts to A.J. Brown, and that is pretty damn significant. But I'm just looking at the 49ers, as you point out. I mean, again, I I mentioned at the top of the show, Ayuk scores. Kittle scores. McCaffrey throws one to Ayuk. He runs one in himself. He also catches one himself with a beautiful grab in the end zone. And they didn't even have Debo. They did not even have him. 
And right. that that doesn't just for me, and I know it's just one week, I get it. We're marathoning, we're not sprinting. It not only uh, is a calling card within the conference, I think it's with the entire league. I, I think a team like the the one that we saw uh, in SoFi doing what they did um, can can do that to anybody in the league, and that includes the Bills on any given well, Sunday. You know? Yeah, and I, I agree, man. Like, they're scary. And, you know, it's one of these teams where, okay, they're not just any 4-4 four and four team where you're like, oh, I'm trying to figure out who these guys are. Like, we know who they are. Like, th- this window's been open. You know, so this is this is a, possibly an improved version of the team that damn near beat the Super Bowl champions three times last year, and Jimmy looks healthier. Like, I'm not – he always looks like Joe Montana against the Rams and everything. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, he – he uh, that ball to McCaffrey in, in the red zone, that's nonverbal communication between those two. Um, he's scanning left to right. Um, and, and that was a beautiful ball with touch in the corner of the end zone. The, the ball to Kittle, the dagger, I mean, we don't even talk about it. They, they didn't have Kittle for a stretch this year. Like, this team has been disjointed, and they're, they're coming together. Um, and for the Rams, it sucks. It's like, you know, you pursued McCaffrey. That's right. And he's seen him now twice in a month because he was there with Carolina. Um, a couple weeks ago, it's got to be just like uh, twisting the knife a little bit, the, the big brother, little brother syndrome. Now, I know McVay and the Rams, they got the, the ring and everything, but it's ridiculous. It's eight in a row. Chris Long here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Speaking of streaks, the Patriots do it again to the Jets just when the Jets are feeling great about themselves. And uh, Belichick passes George Hallis against the Jets. You've, you've seen it firsthand that's got to feel like as great as it gets for him without winning a playoff game or a Super Bowl, right? He hates the Jets, yeah, right? Y- yeah, he, he, yeah right. I don't think it's a secret that he's not a huge Jets fan, but, I mean, I think he has a lot of respect for Robert Sala. Um, you know, I was watching their handshake at the end of the game, and, you know, I was just trying to imagine, you know, what he's thinking about the Jets and the operation they're building and not to put air in your tires here, Rich, but... I do think they're moving in the right direction. The the big thing is you make a trade last week for, you know, Robinson from Jacksonville, which says, like, we're ready to win now, and then your quarterback comes out on Sunday, and it doesn't look like you're ready to win now because this would have been a good barometer. It's not like the New England defense is, you know, they just got torched by Chicago, and it was an uninspired performance, and Justin Fields adds a lot of things that, you know, you can't replicate. But that was a disappointing game for them. They're up 10-3 at midfield, you know, y'all have a real chance to put this game away, Rich, and you throw a pick, um, and, and, and that was a huge pick, uh, you know, Matt Judon on the pressure. But the second and third ones, they were just awful, man. Like, the one to McCourty, just throw the ball out of bounds, man. I, it's like my day was kind of bookended with bad throws, bad decisions from Lawrence. You know, his pick in the red zone, that's first down. Just burn the ball. And then I'm watching with Zach Wilson. And then the third pick was bad, too. And he just doesn't have to throw those balls, man. And and it does kind of concern me. But the good thing is for the Jets is you've got this really good core on defense. I mean, Huff forced the turnover. Um, you, you saw guys getting after the quarterback. Got You know, and they have depth, too. So, the core is there. The interesting question is going to be like, we're already having the conversation, but when does the noise get really loud on Zach Wilson? And what do they do there? Because this is a team that's got some playoff bones, man. You know, it's kind of like in Seattle when you hit on your 
your draft picks, it speeds the clock up a year or two, yep. right? Nobody thought. I don't even know if Pete Carroll knew that they'd be in it this year. But you have a quarterback who's not going to beat you. You know, Geno Smith is not beating the Seahawks. In fact, like he's making some damn good throws. And, you know, all these position players are growing up fast, but the quarterback's not in New York. And so it's it's a tough deal. Chris Long here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. That's some very, very true words. No question about that. Um, and how about this one um, in Dallas? Yeah. Do you think somebody's got to just – is it Jerry Jones? You tap him on the shoulder or Jerry – Stephen taps Jerry on the shoulder or Jerry taps – McCarthy on the shoulder and somebody's got to tap Zeke on the shoulder and say, right, look, you, 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 you're, you're just not going to get as many touches. We love you. We're going to use you. We're going to need you. But yeah. this, this show is Tony Pollard's now. I mean, that I think that has to happen. And I'm wondering what you think on that subject matter, Chris. Well, I think there's a way that it can happen. Like as you can have a grown up conversation about it. He just, Tony gives him such a high end, uh, like their high end speed is is greater with with Tony in the ball game. Now I know Tony is not a great you know pass protector, and you worry about that sort of thing. But didn't seem to hurt him yesterday. It's not like they were playing the most dynamic outfit defensively with the Bears. But more than anything, I think Dak just looks great, man. Like Dak looked really efficient. Look at his shot chart yesterday. I mean, he's just he's he's really really efficient and to score 49 points i can't believe we were having this conversation a month or two ago about you know whose job is it you know with everything Dak's done for that franchise and done things the right way and i like cooper rush man i, I he is he's a great commodity to have on your team but oh, yeah. to have Dak back this makes them scary, and I was wrong. I thought they'd be out, of, not out of it, but the, the lead would be too big in the NFC East. When Dak got back, you know, hats off to Dan Quinn, hats off to McCarthy, who's taken a lot of crap the last couple of years. He's he's got them in position to, to challenge for for not only the East but you know to be to be the one seed. I mean, there's a lot of ball left. Uh, they got to be in there with the top three teams in the NFC. Chris Long, a couple more minutes left on a usual Monday spot with the host of Greenlight Podcast here on the Rich Eisen Show. DJ Moore takes his hat off. You just mentioned oh. hats off to stuff uh, in Dallas. He takes his lid off, and that makes the extra point much worse for Eddie Pinheiro, who misses the extra point, and overtime hits, and Pinheiro misses a field goal there, and the Falcons are the ones who lead the NFC South roost, and I, I, that has to be the most entertaining game in week number eight. Um, I know that they're not uh, five, six-win teams, but that was yeah. unbelievable. What, did, what do you think of this rule uh, where D.J. Moore takes his lid off? Obviously, that's against the rules, but uh, what, what are we doing? Might be a, a, a question I'd here. have to ask somebody what the rule's about. Like, I don't know if it's a safety thing. No, I know, I know, I, I know what it is, actually. Uh, what it, it is is, it, is, is it, the, the, it's, it's, it was that time in the era – uh, that preceded actually this, but when the NFL got rid of celebrations, remember that they got rid yeah. of celebrations, and and the prelude to it was they didn't want players like Favre in the Super Bowl all those years ago uh, taking a helmet off and running around on the field, and the reason why and the reason why they got rid of celebrations they 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 do get at the NFL letters from youth sports. 
and high school coaches and Pop Warner coaches. I'm serious. This is what Mike Pereira told me in the lobby yeah. of an owner's meeting one year when he was the head of NFL refs saying they take this seriously and a lot of coaches say what, when, when you allow your players to do it, it makes it tougher for us at the youth sports level. I swear to you, that's the, that is the genesis of this rule. Okay. Well, I mean, like, listen, I, it doesn't really move me. I, I also think it would be it's a slippery slope if every dude can take off his helmet because, like, after we, we, guy gets a sack, he takes off his helmet. Guy gets, you know, first down, he takes off. He's like, wait, you know how that goes. But right. I, I, I think it's fair to expect DJ to know the rule there, especially because on fourth down, like, listen, I'm not burying DJ or anything because I think he's a hell of a player and he could have a new home soon. And that game only helps, right? Um, I mean, the fourth down where he dropped that ball uh, before they inexplicably had a chance to win that game five minutes later, he took his helmet off there. And I, the kicker softens the blow for DJ Moore because Pinero's got to make those kicks. I mean, the extra point's tougher, yeah, but the kick in overtime, now you got to make that kick. Um and I had I had the Panthers catching four points, and when I tell you, like I've never screamed so loudly when PJ Walker <laughs> threw that ball, I, sixty-seven and a half yards in the air, Rich. It's the highest uh, air yards completion since they started charting next gen stats. Meanwhile, you've been paying, and Steve Wilkes and PJ Walker are doing a hell of a job. You yeah, it's two weeks in a row, I'm saying this, but you got a chance to be, you know, on top of the NFC South. However, you get there. Uh, your offense looks really good. You, you lose Christian McCaffrey last week. Foreman and, and those guys are toting the rock. And you've you've run the, you've played roulette with like seven bad quarterbacks over the last two years. And the guy who's just sitting there patiently minding his business, waiting for his turn, is the guy who gives you the best chance to win. And Steve Wilkes is doing a good job. I feel for those two guys, man. And I talked about it last week. I really wish Carolina won this game. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of caught up in the story there. Um, and I've been on teams where we weren't so good, and I just, yeah, I was pulling for those guys. And we're halfway through the season now, Chris, and, um, you know, you could say what you will about, um, you know, the Chiefs on the bye week and the Chargers don't look that great in the rest of the division. It's the Chiefs division, right? You could sit here and say that pretty much. Uh, and and the Bills, you could pretty much say that about the AFC East, but still, those coaches go to sleep thinking you never know. Um, the only one coach Dolphins that... Dolphins look good, Rich. They, people uh, want us to talk about this. You know they love to tweet at you. I know they they do. I I still I still think the Bills are the best team in that in that division, and they already you know and they already have the win over them too. You know, and I think they're going to beat the Jets. Certainly, if the same Jets team that just took on the Bill Belichick uh, Patriots, the Bills from Buffalo, are going to take care of business. But that was one whole long wind up for this pitch here. That the only coach that I think harder hard knows he's got a home playoff game coming up in January right now is Mike Vrabel and the Titans. And the Titans, once again, with Derrick Henry yeah. punking the Houston Texans. The McNairs don't own the Texans, you know? Yeah. So it's so Derrick Henry. Damn straight he does. Yeah. So my question for you is, once again, the Titans are like the yeah, but, okay, team. Yeah. What do you think of Tennessee? I, I think Tennessee's uh, – Tennessee's – incredibly hard to kill, man. I, that's the best compliment I can give a football team. <laughs> that Mike Vrabel is, is the man. 
I just the guy you wish you played for. I like watching him and Ben Jones and Tunnel last week. Like mm-hmm. that guy cares. Like that guy doesn't just care about his job. He cares about everybody else in that locker room. And he's been a player. I know he's tough. I know he pushes those guys hard, and you can see it because when they get in tough situations, when the chips are down, when you start Malik Willis and you find yourself three point underdogs uh, against Houston or whatever it was, or uh, you know, like Houston's actually favored by by the time. Uh, kickoff happens. They dig deep. They find a way. It doesn't matter that Malik Willis isn't ready. And as a sidebar, that's funny because in the preseason, everybody was coming for no doubt. Tannehill. He's like, you know, let's just not get over out over our skis. But Derrick Henry's run for like 50 miles against uh, stack boxes since you know in the last five years. I think he had 118 yards against stack boxes yesterday. You know, and the last guy to have so many, I think, was him uh, a year or two ago, and he leads the league against, you know, loaded boxes over the last five years by a thousand yards or something like that. I mean, the guy is insane. I'm watching that game and I'm just saying like I'm like, load the box, load the box. And every time every time Houston would line up defensively I'd count. And I was like, okay, they are loading the box. There's just nothing you can do about it. The guy's six foot five, he falls forward for for two yards every time and drags two defenders with him. He's awesome. The Titans are really tough to kill. And, and yeah, the only thing with the Titans are, like, they're they're sitting there in the locker room. You know, we used to we used to sit in the locker room and get our ankles taped before games and sit in the hot tub. And there'd be a TV on until, like, 90 minutes before the game. So they're a late game, and they're watching the Eagles, right? And they're watching A.J. Brown. And I'm kind of wondering what guys are thinking about that move, right? Because I mm. think the cap hits are similar with Woods and him. Uh, and you couldn't you couldn't retain him. And uh, the, the guy's just a, such a game changer. He's been a game changer in Philly. He would have really helped this football team. And I I would they could be a contending type football team, and they might be. But you just imagine if they still had AJ Brown, it's just a totally different ball game. Do conversations get sparked when seriously watching TV and watching other guys like that? Do do, they, do is it actually verbalized? or Is it really just like a look that everybody no, knows what the yeah. look means? <laughs> When something like I, I, that I think that I think that locker room really, really vibes with Braves and that whole organization. So I don't think anybody's like, man, we're we're tricking this thing off. I just think it it is kind of a look. I think it's like you look over at the guy next to you as AJ goes up and gets that ball between two Steelers defenders yesterday, and you're like, mm. damn, you know, there's nothing that needs to be said, but you know, he just adds a whole another element. Uh, but the, the Titans are really good, and you look at the ASC picture. Like I just mentioned, the Dolphins, they have. The Bears, the the Texans, and uh, and somebody else that that's not great over the next three weeks and a bye. So they're going to go into December. You know they have a chance to be eight and three going into December. And if you're a Dolphins fan, you know you talk about the Bills. We talk about the uh, we, we talk about the Chiefs with good reason. I think they're they're in a cl- they're a class above everybody else. But then there's these teams like the Titans, the Dolphins, teams like that who are going to be in, in 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 a good position. Especially looking at like the Chiefs uh, scheduled next month. Come December, this AFC race is going to get interesting. Yeah, Miami's at Chicago, home for Cleveland, by home for Houston. Then they're at San Francisco. What a game that's going to be with McDaniel going against his old team there and his old team going against McDaniel. And then, of course, next up for Tennessee is at Kansas City on Sunday Night Football. The dreaded Andy Reid coming off a bye game. I mean, uh, that's going to be dynamite in week number nine. Who's on your, uh, on your pod this week on Greenlight Podcast? Oh man, I think we're going to get Bradley Chubb. Okay. Um, you know, we the Bradley future Chubb. jet, the future New York jet, maybe. 
how about you, him? You, one can only hope. You guys have an embarrassment of riches we'll up see. front, though. We'll see. I don't know. I'm here you know, that. Maybe he's a, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know who. Because Robert Quinn went, got shipped to Philly, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but we, we get Chubb. Uh, it, I've been waiting to get Chubb on the show, but, you know, you don't want to have guys on after a loss. And uh, obviously, you know, that's been tough to pinpoint with the Broncos. I know. So well, forward to that. You may have him coming off of uh, a trade. You never know, Chris. I look forward to hearing your conversation with him. And. Uh, always appreciate our chats on Monday, man. Really do. Thank Likewise, you, sir. Dude. Take appreciate care. it. Yeah, and, and keep rocking the stash, bro. There you go, Chris. Thanks, brother. There you go. Uh, right. At Joel91 on Twitter. I follow him. You should, too. Chris Long here on The Rich Eisen Show. And you can listen to the NFL and the NFL app on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station streams or just by simply asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. Sponsored by AutoZone. When we come back... Phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I love seeing our phone lines lit like this. And then we light the candle known as Overreaction Monday. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee, and right now you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of power torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show talking about how we did nothing this weekend for Halloween. Nothing. Zero points. Well, here's how we're going to celebrate Halloween on the show. Top five scariest NFL moments of the weekend. We're going to do the top of hour number three before Jamel Hill joins us. All right. I I wanted to get to top of hour number three because, Mike, it looked like you were getting that ready right now. I I was getting ready for two things. No, 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 that's hour three. That's hour three. I I was getting ready for two things. Overreaction Monday is about to hit. That's exactly. But I want to sneak in a phone call before we get to, or two, before we get to Overreaction Monday. Uh, Let's go. All right, I'm going to bite on this one. Jason in Phoenix, Arizona. What's up, Jason? What's up, Rich? You're the man, man. Thank you. Uh, hey, man, your uh, Cowboys take spot on. Like, And this is the thing that I hate about the other shows. They're like, oh, it's either Zeke or it's Pollard. It's Zeke or it's Pollard. No, it's not. It's exactly what you just said right there. I mean, life is nuanced. And it's these debate shows, sometimes they get out of hand. And I'll tell you what, BSPN was sparked. They hire you back, they put you right over top of your first take, and then you no. see what people want to really hear. They don't, minute, hear de- they don't want to hear debate, stupid debate. They don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Anyway, 
What would it be called? It wouldn't be called First Take. Well, wait a minute. ESPN hires you back, then we're out of a job. So No, I, I'd bring you. No, oh, you okay. take you with you. Yeah. Okay, I'm about You're to coming, say, Who's man. coming with me? Who's coming with me? I got my goldfish? Let's go. Because <laughs> you had me at hello, TJ. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I'm just saying, man. I don't know. I think first takes, first takes in good hands. But what, what's, what's your, what, what do you want to <laughs> yeah. talk about here, so, Jason? Another crazy thing people are doing is saying Geno Smith is better than Russell Wilson. And they're implying that the Seahawks have not been good for t- 10 years with Russell Wilson. And they didn't win a Super Bowl. And they didn't go to two. And they should have had two. And everything else. And his QBR, his passer rating has been so good for so long. And I tell you what, nobody is going to give Geno Wilson a contract. Nobody. I mean, he's he's doing good. They're going to be a good team. They're not a contender. They are not. Don't sleep on them yet, man. Don't. Hey, look. If you're going to sit here and say that the the um, split screen, you know, topic bar television shows, argument shows, take shows on TV are wrong for saying that Russell Wilson, Geno Smith is better than Russell Wilson. You can't sit here and then flip and say, you know, that the Seahawks aren't contenders. They absolutely are. They're five and three. Do you think they're, okay, uh, let's talk about uh, the NFC. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me give you five teams. Sure. And you tell me if they're in contention with any of those five teams. Sure. Philadelphia, Dallas. San Francisco. Uh, yeah, because right, here's because here's a, no 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 because here's the thing, Jason. Let's play let's let's play it out. Let's play it out. Let's play it out. Seattle wins the division. Somebody's going to have to come to Seattle and play a playoff game. They're not going to win the division. Okay, mm-hmm. they're one up. They're one up, and uh, you know they they have a game this week uh, at Arizona where I think they can win that football game, and then they should beat. You know, very competitive in Germany in front of me when I'm calling that game against Tom Brady in Tampa. Then they have a bye. They're home for Vegas. They're at the Rams. They're home for Carolina. And then there's that big Thursday nighter where San Francisco comes into their house on a short week. Why not, man? Honestly. Indianapolis with Matt Ryan beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So we don't know what's going to happen. With okay, any that's what I'm saying. That's, you keep making my point in a way, sir. But thank you for oh, calling. No, I hear you. Okay. I know I hear you. But I'm just saying. Uh, okay, we'll see. Okay, if we will Gino see. Gets 150 million from somebody, then I'll be wrong. But I, I don't, don't know. Now, no, hold on a second. I don't know if that's what's going to happen. And thank you for the call, Jason. I appreciate what your your compliment as well and chopping it up, mixing it up. I got Jason's back too, Rich. Just looking at the updated Super Bowl odds. The Seahawks are currently 65 to 1. Look, man. I'm just telling you. Hold on. Here's who has better odds than them with worse record. New England has better odds. Green Bay has better odds. The Rams have better odds. The Chargers, the Dolphins, the Bucks. I would be offended if I was. And by the way, that would be the first thing I would do if I'm Pete Carroll. Is I would read this off in the locker room. If he needs to. I don't think so. I think what he, they're, they're picking up on what he's selling. And you know what? And let, let's, let's do this. I was going to plan on doing this on the back end of the hour. Let's do it now. And then we'll get to overreaction Monday. Remember last week when I told you what Pete Carroll was really thinking when he stepped to the podium? I believe it was one week ago today when we, we did this segment where I said what he was really thinking when he was told after the game 
in SoFi after beating the Chargers that you're in first place. And he's just like, huh, who would have thunk it? And then he gave this kind of look like, hmm, not you folks <laughs> right. who kept telling me who's cooking and who's not cooking and my way of cooking. And, and you know, how's the cooking now? You like the cooking now? And you're like, really? Is that what he's thinking? And I'm like, yeah, that's what he's thinking. As if he doesn't know how to coach anymore. The conversation after last season was, well, he's going to go visit the owner. And she's going to ax him and John Schneider and start from scratch because their way of doing things has totally fallen flat. What a horrible season that was. And Russ is being sent away because you can't figure out how to cook with him. And we're still going to stick with you when you don't know how to cook with Russ. And yeah, he's sitting there saying, how do you like my cooking now? That was my opinion of his inner monologue without him saying it. Well, listen to this soundbite after he won again, beat the Giants, the other surprise team, one would say, in the NFC this year. With the other coach of the year candidate that a lot of people are on. Not a lot of people on on his bus, but everyone was on the day ball train and might still be. Why not? They're six and two. Mm Mm-hmm. This is what he had to say when he was asked if this is some of the most fun he's ever had coaching anywhere. Okay, here's his answer. You know, all the people that doubt, like you, you're losing, you know, you know, like we run the ball too much. You don't understand football, and you know, you don't, you know, you can't stay up with the the, the new game and all that kind of stuff. That's a bunch of crap. I'm telling you. Look, we're doing fine. We're all right. So, I don't mind proving it day in and day out. <laughs> there's a chip on pete carroll's shoulder and he must be showing it all the time everybody keep sleeping on seattle go for it you keep sleeping on them sleeping on seattle but they're not legit super bowl contenders. you could you know what you're you can say that now and you might be right all those other teams all those other teams you're taking New England over this team. New England's not even above 500 right now. You're taking the Chargers over they're this not, team. Seattle just they're beat them. Seattle just beat them. You're taking. Give me, give me some more of them. You really take the these Chargers all, over Seattle. Teams right ahead of Seattle. Okay, so it's New England, it. Green Bay, Tennessee. Green the, Bay. You're taking Green Bay over Seattle, and I say that knowing that Green Bay had some positives last night. Tough last night. Green Bay committed to the run. By the way, as I advocated, not like I've reinvented the wheel or was the only one saying it, but they committed to the run and they got touchdowns from Dobbs and Touré, who I didn't know played in the NFL, to be very honest with you. I'm sure Nebraska fans will give me grief for that. But, you know, we saw, we saw some sparks. But you would take Green Bay at 3-5, and five, having a better chance to win the Super Bowl over a 5-3 and three team that might host a playoff game in a very difficult spot to go and try and win a playoff game, let alone any game. Does Green Bay make a trade TV. tomorrow for a receiver? We'll see. Okay. I don't know. Rams, Chargers, Rams, Dolphins. You're taking the Rams over this team. Still the defending champs. Okay. Bucks. You're taking the Bucks over this team. We'll see in Munich in a couple weeks, won't we? And Tom might suddenly turn it around, and I can't wait to yeah. chat with him and and Coach Bowles before that game with the rest of the game day morning crew because we're calling that game on NFL Network in a couple of Sundays. Okay, everybody keeps sleeping on on Pete. It just feels like there's only about four or five teams who are legit Super Bowl teams. Okay, that's all. And yet the the uh, Seahawks keep racking up the dubs. That's the thing. Keep racking them up. 
Every single week, yeah, well, they're not going to do Oh, wait a minute. They're what, 6-3 and three now? After beating Arizona and Arizona, which they absolutely can do? That's another team. They play weird games. 844-204-RICH, number to doll here on the program. Let's take a break. We'll come back and do Overreaction Monday. Let's do Why it. don't we do that? I like it. Why don't we do that? Why don't we? All right, throw it a break. <laughs> we'll be back with more right here and more phone calls. 844-204-RICH. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's time for Overreaction Monday. You can find, brought to you by Audible. You can find the latest and greatest audio entertainment on Audible. It's got everything you want to hear, including this very program. Along with podcasts like The Rich Eisen Show, you'll also find audiobooks and exclusive originals talking comedy, sports stories, deep dives with athletes, entertainers, business, anything else that you're into. With Audible, you get access to thousands of included titles with more added every week. Listen on the road, at the gym, or anywhere you want to fuel up your imagination. Join and get 30 days free at the home of storytelling, audible.com. Hit it, please. Hit it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction. Mondays. Monday. Christopher, you have the floor. All right. These two teams were the two biggest favorites of the week. They both won by double digits. We should just skip right to Bill's Eagles Super Bowl right now. I will say that's an overreaction. As much as I'd like to buy both, both, as you know, have been sitting atop my power rankings for darn near a month as one and two. Unmoved, despite your heckling. <laughs> me? I'm not just me. Uh, t- that's why I'm looking at T.J. Jefferson. Well, let's be honest. My heckling, is, heckling was a year in the making of you heckling me every time I did a... You know what? This is not a tit-for-tat, sir. This well, is technically was. So this that was is a tat. It's a tat. you I've stopped. You've noticed I've stopped. I just got it in. Let you know how it felt. I'm going to keep that. I don't know, man. There's still a Chiefs can do what they want to do. I still want to see what the Bengals look like when it's all said and done. The Titans are tightening up right now. Titans are and then, of course, you've got Dallas in the uh, NFC. You've got San Francisco looking the way that it looked this past week in a week-to-week league. i got to sit here and say that's an overreaction. That's what I'm going to say. All right. Yes, Chris? I'm pretty proud of this one, actually. 
Uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, good at the football. They've now combined for 1,688 receiving yards mm-hmm. through eight games. Mm-hmm. That's the most by any teammates through eight games in the Super Bowl era. That's a lot of football you're talking about. A lot about. of football. They are already better than the Marx Brothers. <sighs> That's a, I mean... Duper I and Clayton. I know, you're, I know you're talking everyone about, you're there, talking yeah. about Marino's tandem. Yeah. Um, They're just, really freaking good, man. I know that. I, I'm just going to call it an overreaction just because I don't have everything in front of me. And that's just in the – just it's it's just too soon. One half a season, you can't sit here and say something like that. Sure. But you can use that as a frame of reference and also point out the fact that that would mean two is the Marino in this equation. By the way, and two he is, is throwing up some numbers, man. out. He is balling out. And right now, right now, he looks like the pick in front of Justin Herbert, doesn't he? And I know that's just a snapshot. You want to talk about just snapshots through eight weeks. Tua is having a much better season than a guy who had so many people talking about he's the MVP, referring to Justin Herbert coming into the season. And Tua has been most valuable for Miami. So that's the way I will handle your supposition before I ask you to move on. What else you got? By the way, just speaking of Tua real quick, 70% completion percentage, and he leads the NFL in passer rating at 113 and QBR at 79. He's been awesome. Yep. Pretty impressive. All right. Uh, NFC South is hot garbage. Uh, We can all agree with that. The NFC South winner is going to be sub-500. And they're going to host an 11-plus win team in the playoffs. I think that's that's a good one. I think you're right. I think 8-9 and nine would be eight nine. You know your sub-500 record of choice and an 11-win team that's... Cowboys have 11 wins? Cowboys, Probably. Giants oh could. Giants. I mean, you got, look, you got two teams that are hitting their bye weeks at 6-2 and two with nine games to go. They go 5-4 and four at, 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 at the worst, one would think. That's 11 wins. So, and Philadelphia's got seven. You figure they're going to go, at least in their last 10 games, five and five, which is better than 11 wins. So if they go, if the Eagles go five and five and the Cowboys and Giants go five and four, and that's kind of like the worst one would expect from a teams that are currently seven and zero oh and six and two. Right. You've got two 11 win teams that aren't, division winners so that's a pretty damn good supposition i'll say that's not an overreaction right now halfway all right. point all right speaking of cowboys yes and, sir and this is for you tj all right we all owe dak an apology for thinking cooper rush might be better that's for, you for not me i never thought that tj never, do you think that i not for a single apology. second of my life did i ever one think. of the by the end of the year when we're in our last week of 2022 doing shows and look back on the year is that the dumbest one, take? One of the most useless, <laughs> in the end, by result, topics of conversation that burned up phone lines on shows similar to this one all year long. I tried to have us not involved in this type of Well, I mean, Jerry invited it. Jerry invited it when he said, yeah. Yeah, but that, you called give it. me a quarterback controversy. You called it Before you even hearing the soundbite, I said, yeah. he's just inviting what he would know would be the controversy that's not within his own halls. 
not within his own office walls, but he was just inviting all the winds to force that on the Cowboys as a topic of conversation, despite it never being a possibility. So what else you got over there, Chris? Uh, did anybody wake up early and watch uh, borrow an ESPN Plus account and watch the Broncos? Well, I woke up early to host a program and <laughs> yeah, give you updates it. throughout it on NFL Network. So I was finally tuned to the high knees of Russell Wilson. Cage loves saying Broncos country, let's ride. It's super funny. They're going to ride right into the playoffs. That's ridiculous. That's such an overreaction. Come on, man. (laughs) Russ is back. Stop it. Stop it. Broncos country. Why not? They finished strong. They finished strong. Hey, man, Russ was throwing that deep ball to KJ Hamler with some old school stuff. You know what it looked like? It looked like uh, Geno Smith to Tyler Lockett in Seattle. Which one? The one that hit uh, Lockett in the face or the one that he caught? The one that he caught for a score. Got it. K.J. Hamler, nice deep ball by Russ on third and five. He high-kneed it for a first down. (laughs) So, good for him. They needed that win. Certainly the coach needed the win. Three and five? Come on, man. And the problem for them is they've already lost to the Jets. Denver, they've made this bet, man. They went to the L.A. Chargers, couldn't win that game in overtime. They got a problem. Because teams in front of them, they've already lost to. So. All right. Well, since you brought it up, Zach Wilson is going to cost the Jets a playoff spot. Hey, man, that is for the moment in week number eight, an understandable position. (laughs) An understandable position. We will see is all I'm going to say. I will call that an overreaction for the moment. Just to repeat what I said earlier in the program, Zach, hit your back foot. Find your read. If that guy's not open, let's spend so much more time figuring out where reads two and three are. Instead of just the, what, fight or flight? Well, there's not much fight in between finding reads one and two and three right now. There's a lot of flight. And it's not the take flight that there's the hashtag Ooh, for the team. Take flight. How about that? How about that? So I will say, let's see from here on out. But without Brees Hall, it's going to be more on his shoulders. So I'll say that's an overreaction, but I totally, I respect the topic. The only starter in the NFL with a worse passer rating is Kenny Pickett and Zach Wilson. Uh, Thanks for that aside. Well, it's just a, it's a research. Stat. That's a fact. That's Thanks, a fact. Bud. Appreciate hey, it. Uh, I watched a lot of the uh, football team and the Colts yesterday. Did the Colts abandon Matt Ryan too soon? Stop it. By the way, it's Commanders, oh, sir. Sorry, Commanders. 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 Um, come on, man. I mean, Ellinger is running for his life, and he's picking up first downs in a way that Matt Ryan couldn't. My concern for the Colts is what's happened to Jonathan Taylor? Where's that guy from last year? Well, the line has been not as good. Where's the guy from last year? I don't know, man. So if that guy's not showing up, he fumbled yesterday too. I know. If that guy's not showing up, you need to have somebody pick up first downs. And Matt's not doing it with his feet. And, man, just make sure Taylor Heineke doesn't beat you in the last second. Did you see Terry McLaurin from Indianapolis make that Incredible grab with a one-yard line screaming, this is my effing city. Yeah. Aggressive. I mean, that was was a big play in yesterday's game. What else, Chris? You got Uh, one more? I got lots more, man. I can do this for days. Despite another win, 
And I don't even know if you're going to have him in your top 10 again this week just because of the disrespect. Despite another win, nobody still believes in the 6-1 and one Vikings. I have them in my top 10, Chris. I've had them <laughs> the last two weeks in my top 10. Have you? Yeah. And really? I'll tell you now, look for them to go up with a boot. Nobody believes won. in the Vikings. Nobody. Well, it's a, that's a Cousins thing. It's a Kirk Cousins thing. 6-1. and one. It's a Kirk Cousins thing. He won one playoff game in New Orleans. And he could say you like that all he wants and wear as much bling as he's doing and have a great, great time and be successful as he currently is. But until he actually does it and multiple times. And let's see. Minnesota's next nationally televised contest. When might that be? Oh, that's a Thanksgiving night against the Patriots. Let's see it there. By the way, that's their last scheduled nationally televised night game. On the schedule this year, unless wow. somebody flexes in, unless there's a flex in. They and might I look get at flexed who, in. I mean, and by the way, I look at who they're playing. I don't see a flex against the Jets in Week 13 at Detroit, home for Indianapolis, home for the Giants. That might be a flex. I don't think Fox protected Minnesota at, and the Giants early on. That could be a flex. The Sunday night game that week is, hold on a minute, let me look for it. This is a color coding situation right here. <laughs> uh, no, Lock that's a Christmas. That's Christmas Day. I don't uh, think there's going to be any uh, flexing. There you go. So, see how it goes, brother. But that's it's a Kirk right. Cousins thing. Or it could be just, let me just say. Um, a Minnesota thing? No. Where did he go to school? Oh, oh yes. Wow. Jamel Hill's in studio coming wow. up next hour. Wow. <laughs> wow. She's got a great book, great memoir that we're going to talk about. Mostly. Mostly. Called Uphill. Right. She might be in the green room right now. Or the green and white room. That's what we'll call it. Because she's a Sparty. You'd love that. I would go back there, but she might beat me up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Is that a good promo? I mean, if I was Jamel, I might consider yeah, like, one more. Oh, we got one more. Right, we'll okay, one go more. for it. What do you got? Hit the music. What do you got? Rich, your Raiders prediction is so bad. How bad is it? It cancels out your great take of the Warriors winning the title from last oh, year. That's an overreaction. Stop it. You know what? (laughs) When I hear the phrase from prideful athletes who win, no one can take this away from me. I always say, who is the person trying to take it away from you? And I just like, who would do such a thing? And I now know who that person is and type of person of such low moral character is. It's you, Chris Brockman. Yeah, it's definitely Nobody me. could take away from me, me the fact that I chose the Warriors to win it all last the, year. You went, you, Nobody you was sold doing your Nobody. soul for the Raiders this whole offseason. <laughs> and how it's, are they paying you back? Did Josh McDaniels apologize to you yesterday? Not yet personally. He apologized to Raiders Nation, but I deserve a personal apology. He from owes him. you an apology. I need a phone call <laughs> directly from him to me. Ring, ring. Hey, Does he have an, how any, do any idea what reputation and gravitas I've put on the line for him and his team? Wait, 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 collectively, huh? the we'll four try, of us tried. had one less catch than Devontae Adams yesterday. Unbelievable. We tried to get you to back out of that statement, too. But nice try, point. sir. Overreaction. <laughs> the great Jamel Hill coming up in hour number three.